When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready? Ready. All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? And we are underway. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. I'm your host, Chris Raybon, and this is our AFC season betting preview part two. In this episode, we're going to preview the AFC North and the AFC West. So uh, stay tuned for that. And if you haven't checked out, Part one, that's up right now. We got the AFC South and the AFC East previewed uh, in that one. And here to help me break down all of these teams and outlooks for 2023, the Prime Minister of Degenerate Nation, Stucky. Stuck, what's going on? What's up, brother? Excited to uh, chat some NFL once again. The season will be here before we know it. Yes, sir. And I think this... AFC North is particularly uh, a challenging one to kind of handicap because I think all four teams in in, in one world or another uh, could finish with a winning record. But, you know, being that they have to play each other, a little less likely. But let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals. The win total at FanDuel is 11 and a half. It's juiced to the under at minus 144. Uh, we know that double-digit win totals have only hit about 44% of the time. Since 2002, uh, this Bengal team does expect to get cornerback Shadobe Awujie back by week one. The defense looks solid uh, with you know Hendrickson and Hubbard Reader on, on the line, like the linebackers. Um, so, you know, really just comes down, and we, obviously we like the offense. So uh, I guess it comes down to, you know, Burrow's health and just the this, this schedule in general. Where do you see the Bengals kind of ending up? Yeah, I might end up dabbling on the under here. I show uh let's what's the let me double check what my projection is. They eleven and a half you can get under eleven and a half out there. My I project ten and a half wins for the Bengals. I do have, you know, obviously there's some concern about Burrow and his calf, which would mm-hmm. have, you know, it's not like a season the season isn't in doubt, but week one is, and then maybe early on in the season, because this has happened before with Burrow, right? Like yep. training camp issues, and he hasn't had a normal preseason and reps. And then, you know, there was kind of, it happened last year. There were some struggles early on after the appendectomy. So that could really benefit the Browns in the division race, because the Browns host the Bengals in week one. Uh, you know, there's, because of the, you know, their expensive pieces on offense, there are some questions on this team, you know, mainly on the back end at safety, they lose their two mainstays there. 
And uh, so we could see a drop off in efficiency across the board on defense, Uh, running back tight end. I'm not a giant Orlando Brown junior guy, but um, you know, if the offensive line stays healthy as it did all the way up until the end of last season, uh, it was definitely improved after a disastrous season in 2021. The one thing that I'll note with the Bengals, obviously Burrow's elite and he's going to, keep you uh he's probably going to bring the Bengals to the playoffs as long as the team stays healthy most seasons and they're a real contender but they've had everything go right in this division over the past two years right like you look at you know obviously they had the offensive line injuries late but even the path to the the Super Bowl last year but more specifically in the division the Ravens have been had had horrendous injury luck over the past two years. Uh, the Browns obviously haven't had great injury luck either, and they had the whole Deshaun Watson situation. So, you know, really everything's worked out for the Bengals, who I think have been like around top 10 in uh, adjusted games lost on both offense and defense the past two years. So they've been lucky in that department, and the other t- contenders have been unlucky. So it wouldn't shock me to see that trend reverse itself this year. And there are a couple – Areas of question on the roster that I do have, but obviously, yeah, the offense is always going to be elite when you have Higgins, Chase, and Burrow, and an improved offensive line, great defensive coordinator that they were able to hang on to, which I was pretty surprised by. Good defensive front, you know, you have reliable linebackers, but the the safeties, you know, that could ripple throughout the entire defense. So we'll see how that pans out. So I I do see a little value in the under since I project 10 and a half, so might end up dabbling there. And I think that there's some opportunity for the other teams in the division, which we will talk about shortly. Yeah, the Spangle team, you know, the roster up and down looks good. I mean, the safety situation is a concern, obviously losing Bates, but, you know, just statistically speaking, safeties aren't quite as important, quite as premium as some of the other positions on a defense. I still like Anarumo. I still like uh, that defensive front. So I think they'll be able to weather it, especially if Awuzier, you know, is close to what he was last year, which is obviously no guarantee. Uh, so that's that's big. But assuming he's anywhere, you know, in that quarterback one conversation again, I, I think you're still going to have a, a pretty good defense. Uh, so – you know, this Bengal team, still one of the best, still in that top tier in the AFC with Buffalo and and uh, the Chiefs. But it's such a gauntlet. Like, first of all, those three teams, you know, you, you play those three teams in, in like a round-robin tournament 100 times. You know, it's probably going to be pretty split between those three. Mahomes probably with a little bit of an edge. But, uh, you know, it's, it's tough to pick between those two teams. Buffalo is who since he plays at home, they go to San Francisco. They go to at Kansas City, at Jacksonville, at Tennessee, the AFC North. So especially with Burrow not coming into the year 100%, I would lean under as well. I do think this is the best team in the division, but I, I see a lot of opportunities for all these teams in the AFC to kind of be pulled closer together, especially in the AFC North, just because of facing each other you know like I don't think you know playing Pittsburgh twice is two wins I don't think playing Cleveland twice is two wins maybe you know like they could they could easily lose one to two games in, in all three of the division matchups 
Uh, and yeah, I just, I, I think 11 and a half is pretty aggressive uh, for the Bengals. Uh, I would have it closer to, you know, the win total closer to 10 and a half as well. So yeah, uh, I, I'm going to lock out. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm actually going to bet it. I've, I've convinced myself and you've uh, helped me convince myself as well. So yeah, I'm going to bet the Bengals under 11 and a half. You know, the interesting thing about this division is these teams are in the AFC, but their schedule, strength of schedule ranks are pretty low. They're not really high because mm-hmm. of the divisions that they draw. Um, you know, you get the yep. AFC South and the NFC West, but the Bengals have a first place schedule. So they have the toughest schedule. I have them at the 10th toughest schedule in the league. And then, you know, I have the Ravens 14th, the Browns 19th, and the Steelers 18th. So the the Bengals definitely have the toughest road. I mean, they, they host the Bills, who you know they're going to be just salivating for revenge. They have to go to San Fran. Um, you know, they go to Kansas City late in the season. So that first place schedule also could cost them another win or two. Um, so, yeah, it looks more, to me more like a 10-11 a uh, win team max than, you know, 12 or 13. Yeah, the 11 and a half is, you know – is aggressive and don't get me wrong this could this Bengal team go 15 and 2 absolutely they have the talent to do it but you know we know that's more that's less likely than not especially when we look at the history of these teams uh, that enter the season with these larger win totals so uh another team that you know and I know uh you're gonna have a lot to say on this team is the Baltimore Ravens your your squad they were at eight and a half at one point in the offseason and their win total is up to 10.5 now at FanDuel, uh, slightly juiced to the under at minus 120, but uh, the win total has jumped. Obviously, you know, you got Lamar back. You got, uh, you know, a new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, taking over for Greg Roman. But there are a lot of question marks. I mean, cornerback is a concern. Marlon Humphrey's injury doesn't help. Uh, there is, you know, how long is that offense going to take to gel with this new offensive coordinator you know they've had Roman for Lamar's entire tenure so what are you seeing from this Raven team uh in this division for this year with that 10 and a half win total I'm really mad I didn't hit that number on the Ravens earlier I project uh as of right now 10.6 for the Ravens so Mm -hmm. I'm high on this team now I don't see any value in the win total but I certainly did before but there are there are some questions edge rush is also certainly a question. I'm a huge fan of Mike, defensive coordinator Mike McDonald, what he did last year. I think he's a star defensive coordinator for years to come. So schematically, they're going to be really sound and they're going to be able to confuse quarterbacks other ways. I mean, look no further than what Joe Burrow did against the Ravens last year. Nothing. I mean, in three games, I don't think he uh, eclipsed 250 in any of those games but the Humphrey injury that's massive that's he's the one player outside of Lamar Jackson that they can cannot afford to lose he is that important to everything they really want to do there's only so much that McDonald can scheme up without one of the top cornerbacks in the league um, especially when you don't have uh, you know, a dominant edge rush. Now the defense was night and day better the second half of the season after they traded for Roquan Smith. They moved Kyle Hamilton around. You know, they did get Rocky Asin, who I think can be a pretty good fit here. But without Humphrey, 
you know, there's also, um, you know, another question. There's a question at one of the other safety spots. Uh, like you lost Chuck Clark. So yeah, there's definitely some questions on this defense, although I still think it'll be solid. Assuming that Humphrey just comes back and is healthy, right? Like missing two, the first two games isn't the end of the world. The problem is, you know, they, they should get by Houston in the opener at home, but they go to Cincy week two, which is just a brutal blow and brutal timing wise to not have Humphrey for that game, which could ultimately, you know, end up costing them the division. So as well as they did against Burrow last year, not having Humphrey in Cincy is going to sting. But the main reason why I'm so optimistic on this team and, They've really been bit by the injury bug the past two seasons, and here we go again with Humphrey. But hopefully, you get and Rockison. Rockison's yeah. week to week. Last time yeah. I checked, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. I mean that. I mean I don't know exactly what his status would be for that Cincy game, but yeah, things could get really bad if he's out as well. Yeah, so you would hope that they get some better injury luck. Not off to a good start this season, um, but I'm extremely high on the offense in the regular season. Um, I love Todd Munkin. I think he's going to do wonders for Lamar Jackson and this offense, which, you know, you now have Ronnie Stanley, who should be hundred percent healthy now at left tackle. That's huge. You added Odell Beckham. You drafted Zay Flowers, who I also loved. You have a great tight end room. You have Bateman Dobbins back healthy, who looked great at the end of last year. And this offense just needed a change. It needed a complete 180, and that's what they're going to get with Munkin. And I think Lamar is going to have a huge year, and there's going to be the element of surprise for opposing defenses, similar to what we saw when Greg Roman implemented his offense for the first time with Lamar Jackson. And then it kind of you know, got stale, the league adjusted, and now this is – John Harbaugh countering back. So I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a huge year. And with these injuries at corner, you know, with Humphrey, the questions off the edge, maybe the defense takes a step back from what we saw at the second half of last season. What does that mean? More shootouts um, for this offense, which I think is going to be a very, very pleasant surprise which is one of the reasons why I like, you know, so I did like the Ravens win total over. Um, I don't, I can't get there on a future. The AFC is just so loaded. And by the time the playoffs come around, we're going to have a lot of tape on what this offense looks like. But for the regular season, I think Jackson's going to have a huge year. So I like taking a little flyer on him to win MVP. You know, you have, um, the, we're going to talk about the Chiefs, but you know the Chiefs are always going to be there. Mahomes is always going to be there. Everyone knows it already. Like you know, it's kind of one of those things, like becoming like LeBron. Um, but mm-hmm. there, that offense has more questions than um, it has in recent seasons. Mahomes is still going to be Mahomes, but you know what I mean. Like some of the fatigue there, with everyone knows what Mahomes does. So, and then you have this Burrow calf injury. Um, so I think. Lamar Jackson has as good a shot as anyone if this offense hits like I think it can. And these potential defensive injuries could actually end up helping him statistically. 
and improving his chances even more. So, yeah, I'm going to take a shot on Lamar, MVP, improved receiver group, Dobbins back, you know, your star left tackle, fully healthy now, and just a rock star offensive coordinator who's going to jumpstart this offense. So, yeah, I'm, I'm taking a shot there. Any thoughts? Yeah, I like these. So I, I'm I'm probably going to have some Lamar too. I have some Hurts and some Fields. Uh, I do like these kind of this this has a year for one of these mobile scrambling quarterbacks to win it. You know, Mahomes he led the league in passing yards last year. That's not going to happen every year, especially you know no Tyreek Hill. You know, some years he's going to be really good and just not have that great a year as he had last year. And that's when some of these other MVPs I think could capitalize. So. Uh, I don't mind it. I, 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 so you don't think there's going to be any just kind of growing pains with the offense? You think it can hit the ground running? Because that was kind of my only concern with the offense, just kind of going to a new scheme. You know, I, I did hear they was having some some struggles in camp uh, with that. But uh, you think it's going to kind there, of hit the ground there running? There could be. I, I'm, you know, I, I really trust Munkin to get it figured out. And you do get Houston in week one at home to kind of yeah. work out some of the kinks. And – then you also have, you know, while there might be some rust, you also have the element of surprise of, you know, other teams aren't really going to have any idea what the Ravens are going to throw out there. Munkin is very innovative. He is very flexible. And, you know, it was, it's the offense is going to look unlike anything the Ravens have done in recent seasons and maybe unlike anyone else is doing in the NFL and therefore just like in 2019 when you know the Ravens zigged with that rushing offense that just hit when Lamar won MVP you could see a similar case here with just that unfamiliarity uh actually benefits the Ravens a ton and specifically Lamar Jackson so it is a small concern with um maybe some rust early on but if you think about it that now that um, with the, the potential corner injuries and definitely not having Humphrey for that game at Cincy, like since he's going to score that Lamar is there, the Ravens are going to have to put up points and that could turn into a shootout there. And you have Houston to start at home and then the Colts at home. So like, I think it's a, a decent opportunity for the offense to, get some valuable reps and uh, get comfortable before heading into the stretch run. Yeah. Yeah. I think, cause that was my main concern, but I do, you know, I think their receiving corps is the best they've had, you know, with OBJ. We'll see if he can stay healthy. Got, I like safe flowers and uh, Bateman's coming back. Andrew's likely at tight end. Uh, they may, you know, they're not, they're going to get away from some of those Roman principles. So you know, maybe even see, you know, the running backs a little more involved in the pass game. We know they're not going to use the fullback as much. Uh, so they're trying Ricard out at other spots to try to keep them, you know, useful. But I think ultimately, yeah, the offense should be better. Cornerback, big concern because, you know, just playing Cincy, you know, you're going to need three good corners. Uh, Pittsburgh's receivers, I think, are going to be pretty good this year. Uh, you play Miami late in the year. So you're going to, you're going to need that cornerback depth. Um, so I think that's the biggest concern. We saw that a couple years ago. But overall, I think I st- I still wouldn't go over like a median. I don't really like many median kind of, uh, especially old positive uh, bets in the AFC because it's going to be so tough. Uh, but I think, you know, looking at Baltimore versus Cincy, I would rather take Baltimore to win the AFC North at plus 210 uh, than Cincy at plus uh, 150. I think Baltimore is right there. 
uh, with Cincy, just those those depth concerns at, at corner. You know, the, the floor is lower, I think. But, you know, especially with Burrow hurt, um, and especially if they could kind of figure out how to get a get a win in that week two game, I think Baltimore's a good spot. But overall, yeah, I, I like Baltimore. I, I think Baltimore's a lot closer to the top tier than to that second tier of just like everybody uh, kind of mixed in. So uh, I do like the Ravens. All right. Agree. Uh, I, at full at full strength, this as of right now, um, I only have the Ravens about a half point below the. the yeah, Bengals. they're right there. They're right there. All right, stuck. We're doing these episodes because the NFL season's almost here, and I know that you and I can get so busy sometimes we forget to do basic things like you know eat food, and that's why. We're excited about our new sponsor, Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. They hook you up with delicious chef-prepared ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your crib. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. What we like about Factor, uh, three things. Number one, you don't have to do any chopping, prepping, or cleaning up. Number two, you still get great flavor and nutritional quality you need to tackle challenging topics like the Ravens cornerback situation. And third, Factors Fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So this August, run your own two-minute drill with Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Just select your meal and enjoy fresh food delivered right to your door. Head to factormeals.com slash action network pod five zero and use code Action Network Pod five zero. You get fifty percent off again. That's code Action Network Pod five zero at factormeals.com. So factormeals.com slash action network pod five zero for fifty percent off. Uh, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns stuck. I know you were high in them coming into the offseason. And I'm a little at a loss. I, I don't love what I've heard out of camp about the offense. And, you know, last year, Watson, you know, throwing a Cooper, 12.3 yards per target, throwing a Peoples-Jones, he was pretty good as well. And the Joku, Chubb, all the guys that are going to be back, Watson was pretty good throwing to. And then, really, the guys he struggled with were uh, a lot of the wide receivers further down the depth chart, uh, you know, backup tight ends, running backs, things like that. So I thought Watson would be better just based on that, but really haven't heard of much improvement in camp. But I, I like the offensive line. I like the defense with Jim Schwartz and uh, some of the additions they've made on that side of the ball. So uh, where are you on this Browns team? Yeah, very, very intriguing team uh, for a multitude of reasons. And the most <laughs> the, the latest intrigue is around the kicker. I mean – by the way, they were they're very unlucky last year. I think they're I think Cade York cost them a couple games, um, and uh, he's on Instagram during at halftime, and <laughs> because he made a kick in preseason, deleted that post. They, I think they got to cut him. Like they, he has he's shot. Um, so I, mean, I don't know the way the way I don't know who they replaced him with. Though I mean, I guess they're, I guess there are a few guys, but I'm yeah, the kicker, the, some the teams that with bad kicker situations. Could really get screwed this year. Like Dallas is another one. Uh, yeah. It's just not a lot of kickers out there that you can rely on. But uh, sorry, go ahead. The yeah, but I so they've been they were extremely unlucky last year due to you know injuries too. They're due to uh, last couple of years. The dude gets finally some breaks. But I I I 
I like them to win the division. I don't have them that far off from the. Uh, I have them about a point in power ratings lower than the Ravens, point and a half than the Bengals. But when you take into account their schedule, which is easier, it's a last place schedule than the Bengals and Ravens. I project the Ravens like ten and a half, bang, the Bengals ten and a half, the Browns ten point two. So I have them all right in that range, and I am getting a very juicy number on this Cleveland team with the upside of Watson. I agree. I don't like some of the things I've heard, um, but I'm just hoping that with more reps, with this good offensive line, good running game, coaching staff that I like, uh, that he's going to get better, and I'm kind of investing in that upside rather than going with the win total over. Because if Watson just doesn't have it anymore, then not only are they not winning the division, they're they're not going over their win total in this division and conference. So I'd much rather take a shot on the division. And then as we mentioned before, the Ravens, they have they play the Bengals week two without Humphrey. The Browns play the Bengals week one with Burrow's calf and like maybe his first action in a while, not work. So like that, that game at home, they could steal that game against the Bengals. And those two games could be huge for the division. Um, I really like the schedule. Bengals have a much tougher schedule. And, you know, so I'm buying the upside of Watson on the offensive side of the ball. If he can just get back to, you know, an above average quarterback, doesn't have to be a superstar. This offense will be really good. And, the defense, I love what they did in the offseason. They needed to address the defensive front in a major way. And they did that in spades. I love all of the additions there. I love the additions at safety. And simply changing defensive coordinators and bringing in Jim Schwartz is going to do wonders for this defense. So the biggest problem with this defense last year is they couldn't stop the run. They needed to get bulk up front, which they did. Loved all the additions there. And they had so many blown assignments. It was, and you would hear quotes in the locker room, like we don't know what the scheme, like we were so confused with the scheme. And then you would just see blown assignments from the safeties and then coverage. And Schwartz, who really, his scheme really needs a, a strong defensive line and a really strong edge rusher, which, which he has here. He's going to at least come in and have a plan and be able to instill some discipline. And it's really easy to go from to fix some of the things because it's just the most basic shit that the Browns couldn't do last year. Um, so I think that this could be one of, if not the most improved defense in the NFL. Um, you know, you have, I like their cornerback group. I like the upgrades at safety. Um you know, even bringing in McLeod, who knows the system very well and won't make those mistakes, I think is huge. And just all that bulk up front, I think, is massive. So I think the defense is going to be significantly improved um, as long as they can find a fucking kicker. Um, and Watson, you know, rounds into form. I think there's a ton of value on the Browns uh, to win this division at a very juicy price, uh, especially cons- considering that I, I project all three of these teams right around, you know, 
ten and a half wins. Browns just slightly below. Yeah, I think the Browns, you know, that and to your point about Schwartz and the defense, the last two stops, you know, in year one, top four defense in DVOA in year one with Schwartz. So not necessarily a, a defense, you know, and a guy who's going to take a long time to kind of correct some of these things. And like you said, they have the personnel, Garrett, Zadarius Smith, excuse me, Dalvin Tomlinson. They got Shelby Harris, uh, Uncle Ronquo, um, just a lot of good players on that front. Ward, Newsom, Emerson, Thornhill at safety now. McLeod, you mentioned, love the defense. The O-line still has Wills, Batonio, Conklin at right tackle, Teller. Like good, good, just good group. Good players really everywhere on the rosters. So, yeah, I don't mind taking a shot that Watson figures it out. And even if he doesn't get back to old, the Deshaun of old, the roster around him is still strong enough for this team to, to be in that conversation as long as he doesn't just completely shit the bed. Uh, so, yep. yeah, I still st- still wouldn't go with, like, a median. Like, I still don't love the, you know, over nine and a half just because, again, these AFC teams are just too much together. I think you want more value uh, on, on these teams and the Browns being, you know, third place in that division uh, in terms of the odds, I think is a nice nice way to, uh, to invest. And then we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. By, by the way, before before going to the Steelers, over. oh sorry, but I, I, let me just ask you about one of the other, I think, issues with this offense, the Browns' offense that they addressed on paper is mm-hmm. they needed like a more speed and uh, a deep threat, yeah, uh, for this offense because um, my guy Anthony Schwartz, I, he, I, does he left the NFL for a? track career yet um wasn't the nah, answer so still dropping balls yeah i saw that in the, <laughs> still yeah, dropping the fumble, balls in the, <laughs> uh, the fumble <laughs> in the preseason but they so they brought in elijah moore um who could yeah. solve that issue are you are you high on him here what are your thoughts on him so he's kind of a wild card i liked what i saw briefly in the preseason with him i think they're going to use him a little more like a like a gadget guy and something like almost like a rondale more in in Arizona type player, which that could benefit them. Also Tillman, I think Tillman, you know, I, I, I love he could Tillman. be very good. And, and let's, you know, let's give DPJ his credit. Uh, you know, obviously yeah. probably not a long-term guy that they figured would, would be their starter, but you know, he's played well, could still be ascending. Um, so there's a lot to like here really it comes down to Watson, but yeah, four to one to win the division. I think that's kind of the way you want to invest. Um, Cause I, yeah, the win total, I mean, that this could be like on paper, this is a nine to ten win team, but they might not win nine to ten games just because of how tough the division is. But at the same time, they could win the division because everyone kind of just kind of gets stuck together. So yeah, I think the way to invest longer shots, uh, and then we have Pittsburgh here, eight and a half is the win total, minus one fifty to the over. Tomlin eleven and five over the win totals in his uh, tenure as the head coach of the Steelers three and over the last three years toward the over. Uh, the question for Pittsburgh, I think is how much of a step forward, if any, I think they're going to take a step forward. Uh, does this offense take in year two with Kenny Pickett? Cause they were surprisingly 18th in DVOA and 18th in past DVOA last year, which was higher than I would have thought with Pickett essentially not throwing touchdowns. So uh, what do you think about Pittsburgh this, this year? I think quarterback on defense is going to be a concern, but overall, what do you think? Yeah, I they were and they were their offense down the stretch was even better than that uh, in the second yep. half of the season. But I'm still not a picket guy. 
Um, I can mm-hmm. be convinced. Um, I need to see it more and dig into it, but I'm just not there yet. Certainly not a Matt Canada guy. Uh, the offensive line is improved a bit. Still some questions there for sure. Um, you know, maybe you can get Broderick Jones to step up as a rookie. That would be huge um, if he can fill in at left tackle. But the the group overall, I think, is is getting better. Not you know, the Allen Robinson signing. Meh. I like Calvin um, Austin. I think Austin ends up winning that winning that job. Oh, I, I, I could see that. I, I was a big uh, Austin fan in college. The yeah. you know the defense, uh, they they swapped linebackers, which was very interesting swap. But um, they got some veteran, reliable guys there. But you're you're right. the The secondary outside of Fitzpatrick is definitely a concern. You know, Peterson is way past his prime. You're going to need a rookie in Porter to really shine. Wallace is just meh. Um, so, yeah, the, the pass defense, especially in the AFC, is certainly a concern. I'm also just, as of right now, I'm not a picket guy, and I don't. I hate the their coordinator. So I can't get in on any of the upside uh, of the Steelers, mainly, I mean, just, especially in this division and in this conference. I have a lot of respect for Tomlin, um, Watt, and the, this front. I project them. I think the win total is like sitting at like eight eight adjusted with her juice. I mm-hmm. project them at eight seven. So I have nothing on the Steelers. I was happy that I was at eight seven and not eight one. So that you know seven nine eight one. So I would have to bet the under and then watch Tomlin find a way to go nine and eight again. Um, so they do have a pretty easy schedule for an AFC North team. Um, I just can't get there yet in this gauntlet of, of a division. Um, it kind of sucks for Steelers fans. I mean, maybe they're going to be better than I, I anticipate, but I think that they're getting better. Um, it's just that <laughs> this is the best division in football, and I think they're clearly the fourth best team, and I can't get there on the upside just because I'm lower on picket and this play calling, maybe you're not. And if you're not, if you really like Pickett, I could see a case for maybe taking a flyer on, on the Steelers. I'm just not there yet. So nothing for me on the Steelers. I think the thing with me with Pittsburgh is I, I'm not sold on Pickett yet, uh, but I do like the pieces he's surrounded with. And the fact that they were 18th last year, you know, there is some upside here. You know, if he takes a step forward, uh, same thing, even with the corner situation, you know, Peterson passes prime in age, but what was one of the best corners in the league last year. So he'll be 33. Can he, can he run that back? If Porter's really good as a rookie. So there's, there's a lot of upside here. Um, you know, I don't hate, you know, plus 470 for the division. Cause I, I don't think any of these teams are too far apart. Now my, I don't love Canada uh, as a play caller. But just looking at this team, looking at the schedule and, and looking at, you know, it's just, just the gauntlet. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Pittsburgh was number one. It wouldn't surprise me if Pittsburgh made the playoffs. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if they went over their win total, even though there's not really much value there. So um, not low on Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm higher than the market, but it is tough, you know, to find something like 
substantial to really do with them futures wise because you have plus 470 on the division you know long shot but still like you said they are the fourth best team at least on paper so I do think there's some upside probably a team we want to bet we're going to be betting on again throughout the year Tomlin is 42-39 straight up as an underdog so you know they're going to win some games you don't expect them to win so it's probably going to like mess up teams like the Browns Bengals and uh, Ravens in terms of their win totals, which is why I wouldn't go over them because Pittsburgh probably going to steal a couple wins in which those teams are favored. So um, I do expect Pittsburgh to find find its way to nine wins uh, again, but um, you know, not too much I can do with them. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The new NFL season is almost here. So your old habit of never missing a snap uh, on Sunday is back, and I want to tell you about another habit I'm getting into, Caldera Lab Skin Regimen. It's simple, and it takes just one minute in the morning and one at night. You're already in the habit of brushing your teeth, so why not add another habit right after to take your skincare up a notch with Caldera Labs? The three steps are simple. You've got the clean slate, number one, which is the face wash, the base layer, number two, which is the moisturizer, and the good, number three, which is a serum you can use at night that reduces fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness. Skincare is important, but doesn't have to be difficult. Getting in that habit of just a minute in the morning, a minute at night is all you need to take your routine to the next level and get better, clearer skin. And just for our audience, we have an exclusive offer, their best offer anywhere. You code ACTION at calderalab.com and get 20% off right now. That's 20% off with code ACTION at calderalab.com. Make unforgettable first impressions that lead to those magic words. You look younger. Get 20% off at calderalab.com with code ACTION. All right, Stuck, let's go to the AFC West. We've got the Chiefs, 11 and a half. Andy Reid, 9 and 1 to the over with the Chiefs. Since 2018, they're 26 and 4 straight up in the division. So I don't know. Where are you with this team? Because I, you know, on fields, I think they're going to be pretty similar to last year. But, you know, if, they, if they're only going to lose one, probably one game in the division, which seems to be what they do, I don't know if I see another, you know, five losses on the schedule. Uh, outside of that. So where are you with this team? When, when is the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs? <laughs> what is it, like 15 straight now? Uh, I know it's been way too long. Last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs is... 2015, and they're in the division. Yep, yeah. Uh, the Peyton Manning said, era? We could, yep, yep. We could hit a, a 10-year stretch. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what is there really to say with the Chiefs? Um, it's... Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Um, they, I mean, look, the, the win total is sitting at, what, 11.8 adjusted. I project them numbers-wise at 11.2. You're always going to mm-hmm. pay a little bit of a premium, I, I've noticed, compared to my projections for the Chiefs. There's certainly some questions um, 
on this offense outside of Mahomes. You know, receiver, we'll see how it pans out. Some questions maybe on the offensive line. Um, I th- they've done a really good job drafting and, you know, plugging and playing on the defensive side of the ball to kind of adjust for, you know, the high the players that demand a ton of money on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, so the defense will be serviceable, but it's Mahomes. Like, what he's going to win a ton of games. They, they, they kind of flash as like a regression candidate. Um, they were really good in one possession games. They were really healthy, but it's like Mahomes is the ball at the end. He's going to win the game. Um, I lean the under, but I'm probably um, just numbers wise, I'm not betting it. Uh, what else is there more to say? The as long as he stays healthy, the Chiefs are going to be in the playoffs and someone's going to have to take them out. Yeah. I mean, I would lean over if, if, you know, like, again, like if you say, okay, they're probably lose one game in the division, you know, their home schedule, Detroit, Chicago, uh, the Dolphins in London, Philly, Buffalo, Cincy are the three toughest games, but they're all at home. So they got their, you know, the three kind of top tier NFL teams that they play on their schedule at home. And then road, Jacksonville, Jets, Minnesota, Green Bay, New England, like not, not, not nothing daunting. I, I just don't know if I see six losses on the schedule. So I'd actually lean over. Um, yeah, I expected Reed to get to ten and one with KC. Um, McDuffie, the corner, I like. I like you know his his uh, his rookie year. I think he'll be uh, should be even better in, in year two. Usually corners take a year, or so um, still like Sneed. So yeah, I think the defense. I like that they're getting you know de- kind of committed to just getting more speed on that defense, even if it wasn't going to be a great defense. Um, so yeah, like the defense. The one thing I think you know, Mahomes second in the league in yards after catch per completion last year. That's pretty like crazy considering you know Tyreek was gone. So maybe not a as crazy of a season this year for Mahomes numbers wise, but Chiefs should be right there. I don't like you said, not much, not much to say. Uh, with Kansas City, but I, I do want to talk about LA a little bit because I, I kind of like this Kevin Moore sign. I just thought Justin Herbert did not go downfield enough. I thought they just had no idea when and how to run the ball at times uh, to, to kind of maximize their odds of winning games. So the win total is nine and a half, but you know they can go four wide now. Uh, I think Herbert's a good bet to lead the league in yardage and passing yardage. But overall, what do you what do you think the Chargers are gonna uh, do this year? Yeah, I project 9.9. You know, the win total's at an over 9.5, so a slight lean to the over. I like this team. I think the the best coordinator, two best coordinator changes of the offseason were the Browns on the defensive side of the ball, just uh, just fixing all the issues there that we talked about earlier. And then similar, getting anybody in over Lombardi, who just – inexplicable play calling, not unleashing Herbert and yeah, not knowing when to run the ball, as you said, in fairness, they'd had a ton of horrible yeah. injury luck, um, which you would hope turns around, you know, Slater, which is just a huge loss. Even Lindsay at center would miss time. And then the receivers, Herbert was hurt, but that doesn't excuse the play calling before all those injuries and throughout Lombardi's tenure. And I really, really like, Kellen Moore and think he will be a provide a huge boost to Herbert and this offense. Um, I also really like 
their uh, the receiver they drafted Johnson, Johnson out of Quentin Johnson out of TCU. I think that he can, you know, kind of help provide uh, a deep threat and which they need um, more of and take the top off defenses, open up things more for Williams and Allen. Um, so yeah, and then with Slater back, the offensive line um, should be better. Herbert's now healthy, so this offense could be really special. The defense is very top heavy and there's, and this is kind of what the offense do. There's not a lot of depth. So the chargers, you hope, you really hope that they're due for some positive injury regression, because if not, then things get dire very quickly. Um, But I like this chargers team considering to considering I, I should say I'm considering betting them to make the playoffs. I think this is a playoff team. Yeah, that's. that's I think I think betting on that. I might, I might even look at you know their points and, and bet their over on their points scored. I think, like you said, the defense especially is top heavy. I don't I don't mind the depth on offense because you know they are getting you know the line should be healthier. You did get guys some experience last year. Uh, you could go four deep at wide receiver. Palmer's there. You can go you know tight end. You got Everett. You got Parham. Uh, the running back situation behind Eckler, we'll see. I thought Kelly was pretty good last year, but uh, maybe this. Yeah, but if you lose Eckler or if you lose, yeah. obviously, if you lose Herbert, you're down to Easton Stick. Um, yeah, and then if you, that's yeah. Also, if you lose one of your two key offensive linemen, it's it's um, it's pretty dire there too. Um, but yeah, I do like a lot of the the pieces they have on 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 the outside defensive depth. Is yeah, that's much more bigger concern. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I do think they'll score a lot of points. May end up in some shootouts if the you know injuries go against them on defense. Uh, but yeah, this team, I think, just going to you know, because Staley, you know, he said, hey, like we didn't throw downfield enough. Uh, just kind of getting back to that, I think this team team could be very dangerous, and they have enough on defense. They're going to give up, you know, runs. They're going to give up run play. That's just a scheme. But they were tenth in pass DVOA on defense last year. So uh, we'll see if JC Jackson can rebound after a disastrous year, but overall I think this, the arrows pointing up, they just got to not charger uh, and maybe, you know, just putting a ton of points on the board will just be the way to go for them. Uh, Denver, Denver is, I, I think a lot of people just don't, don't really know what to, to make a Denver. Their win totals right smack dab in at 500 at eight and a half. Uh, Sean Payton is nine, four and two to, to the over. Uh, this team did underperform according to their Pythagorean wins by 1.3. They were more like a 6.3 win team last year. Uh, the defense was top 10. So, I mean, what do you what do you think is going to happen with Russ and this offense uh, this year? He already kind of got hit by the injury bug, but the O-line should be better. Uh, what, do you, what do you see in year one under Payton? Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously Sean Payton is an upgrade at head coach. Um, and the Broncos on paper were unlucky last year, right? With injuries yep. uh, on both sides of the ball. In, 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 the injuries at receiver were insane. They were pretty unlucky in close games. But I project seven and a half wins. We like the Chargers. We like the Chiefs. It's a brutal schedule. And this basically comes down to I think Russ is cooked. Um, and that's it. That's basically what this comes down to for me. Mathematically, I show a ton of value on the under, and 
I'm not afraid of a Russ resurgence. Um, he just can't do what may used to make him great anymore. And uh, I'll make him prove me wrong. So I like the yeah, under, and, under eight and a half. And, he got, and our, our boy Joe Lombardi went over, you know, from from the Chargers to the Broncos. So, I mean, you know, it, it, I could see Peyton and, and this team losing a few games while he kind of figures everything out and realizes just what he's in for. So, yeah, I would lean under as well. Um, haven't seen anything from Russ that's too promising, um, you know, think fan as a fantasy pick you know maybe a little better can run a little bit but i don't know i don't know how much he's gonna want to do that uh obviously helps him but he's older now uh and then you know lost tim patrick who best blocking receiver so you know not not a not a small blow we'll see if marvin mims can step up uh and give him some speed because this offense would also lack a lot of speed um i in my opinion if, if he's not being used a lot i know javante will be back but uh, yeah, not not feeling great about the Broncos. Love their defense, but not feeling great about them overall. Uh, and then we have the Raiders. They're expected to be the last place team in the AFC West. Six and a half is the win total at FanDuel, the under minus 138. Uh, this team actually did underachieve last year. They're, you know, they did have uh, 7.9 Pythagorean wins, so about an eight-win team, but uh, I just I don't really like what they did on defense. They were second to last in DVOA. I don't feel like any of the additions really moved the needle, including Marcus Peters, who's you know he is his age thirty year, so got to be careful with him. But I just don't think the defense did enough. And you know Jimmy G, can he stay healthy? Probably not. So I'm pretty low on this Raider team. What about you? Yeah, uh, and by the way, the Broncos would be much more in much better shape today if uh, they just kept Drew Locke. And didn't didn't trade away Locke, two first round picks, two second round picks, a fifth round pick, Shelby Harris, Noah Fant. Um, because right now you basically have the equivalent of what you'd get with Locke at quarterback, minus all those picks. And uh, and you gave up a pick for Peyton too. Yeah, um, should have just kept Drew, Drew Locke season, and we could have. <laughs> I tweeted out the, him. I could have tweeted out him rapping on the the bench all the time. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the the Raiders. I don't know. Like they, they're getting a brand new secondary. I don't know what they're if it's going to do anything. I'm not wowed by any of the additions. Um, it just uh, kind of wiped some shit away and then threw some more shit back down. Um, is basically how I see it. Maybe Chandler Jones can find his form again and the pass rush can be okay, but the defense is not going to be great. The hope is that Jimmy G knows the system, obviously, um, and the offense can operate more efficiently. Um, but still have questions about the offensive line. And Jimmy G's like, he's going to be a, he's a serviceable, winning, not going to lose you games, average quarterback, but needs like a good defense and good structure and, um, he's not going to go out and win games on his own, um, especially in this division and in this conference. So, I mean, they are a positive regression candidate. The schedule is really tough, but they lost a ton of, you know, one possession games blown. They blew leads all over the place, but win total is what under six and a half. It's like 6.3, 6.4 accounted for juice. I project like six, seven, six, eight. So like, uh, if I had to bet it, if I was you 
put a gun to my head, I'd bet the over, but no interest. Um, this looks to me just like a six, seven sub six, seven win team below average. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, if, if I had a better read on exactly how, how I thought Denver was going to do, I think it would be easier with the Raiders because, you know, those two games against Denver, I think they won both last year and, you know, that's probably going to factor into exactly where they end up win total wise, but uh, yeah, really not, really not into their defense. I think a lot of lateral moves, you know, maybe, you know, Hobbs going back to the slot uh, should help. He was not as good last year playing more on the outside, but you know, cross, I think Chandler Jones probably just cooked at this point. I, I don't, you know, it's been a couple of years now and he has, has not gotten back to that level of a pass rusher that he was early in his career. So not really expected much from him. So yeah, I'd, I'd actually lean under on the Raiders. I just, I don't think, I don't, I don't like, I don't like the vibes with this Raider team, but if they, if they, they sweep the Broncos again, they'll probably go over. So nothing, nothing I'm really doing here with this Raider team. Uh, all right. That is going to, but before, before we close here, it off, uh, let's, uh, I want to ask, I want to ask you one question before you recap and sign us sure. off. It's, I'm going to put you on the spot. So you might have to think about it for a second. Okay. But I, I wrote down my answer as you were talking. As of right now, I won't hold you to it. You can change it by week one if you want to, and I'll ask you again. As of right now, because I was trying to do this exercise the other week, and um, and, oh, and by the way, I also forgot. I also wrote down here. I forgot to tell you. We were talking about ugly dogs in our yeah. week six pack that I'm thinking of. I already know that. Don't tell me that. I can already see you taking the Texans week one. But, I already, um, I already have half a unit on them. I've, I've had a half, I've had a half a unit on them all summer, so yeah, you there are you correct. Uh, <laughs> Although the Ravens do 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 well in week in week one, I think historically, but yeah, that's too many. Yeah, games. and against rookie quarterbacks, but um, yep. Uh, the name right now, who you think the seven AFC playoff teams will be? <laughs> yeah, this is tough. Okay, so so hard. We're gonna go Buffalo. Cincinnati, Baltimore, match, Tennessee, match, match, Kansas City. That's match. five, right? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so that's five. Uh, Chargers would be my sixth, and then with my seventh, that's when it really gets tough. It's pro- it's between the Browns, Jets, and Dolphins for me, uh, and Steelers. I would go. Probably lean Jets. I hate leaving out the Browns, though, but I probably lean Jets. I, I know you're higher on the Browns, so I'm guessing you got Browns over Jets. Yeah, we have the same six, and then I have Browns over Jets, so kind of on the, yeah. the same page there. But it's you could see it going many different ways, and um, you, when you sort when you try to do that exercise, you see how loaded the AFC really is. And then in the NFC, you're trying to find teams to get into the playoffs. Yeah, the AFC, yeah. you're trying to kick teams out. Um, but uh, you want to you want to do a quick recap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, for the AFC North, we are both leaning under on Cincinnati. Uh, Stuck likes Lamar Jackson to win the MVP for the Ravens at sixteen to one. Stuck likes the Browns to win the division at plus four hundred. Uh, I can get behind that as well. I think the Browns are a team you want to go upside bets with. Uh, and then the Steelers, uh, I lean over uh, and don't mind a division long shot on them either. Uh, in the AFC West, 
Uh, I like the Chiefs over, Stucks leaning under, uh, both leaning over on the Chargers. think they're probably going to make the playoffs. Both under on the Broncos, think it's just not going to go too well for Russell Wilson, especially playing the Chiefs, Chargers twice, and it's tough AFC. Uh, and then don't love the Raiders. Uh, Stucks a little over on their win total projection. Uh, um, I would go under though. I'm just not really liking what they did on defense and don't trust Jimmy G to stay healthy. So, uh, that's what we got for the AFC North and the AFC West. Uh, we'll have the NFC, our NFC episodes up, uh, coming next. And of course we already have our AFC South, AFC East episode. So check that out right here on this channel. If you haven't, you can find, uh, us on X. Stucky is at Stucky2. I'm at Chris Raybon. We're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Uh, also, if you haven't listened to our very special podcast interview Monday with legendary gambler Billy Walters, be sure to give that a listen as well. And until next time, let's get dish money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.